0: So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. So much, uh, it matters because, frankly, it's a tune-up
1: for Friday. Uh, for the fact that you'll be at Missouri, one of those teams that, again, could be one of your your better wins on your tournament mm-hmm. on the road. Uh, this is a tune-up tonight. You know, Javon Quinley, uh, uh, how he runs this show, whether David Jones is number one in the pecking order, or it's Jaquan Waldner, Caleb Mills, All that you can start to finally hopefully start to figure out tonight and use tonight as sort of that tune-up game for what's clearly a very important one on Friday up in Columbia against a, a, a Missouri team that lost a lot, but one that's uh, still expected to be pretty darn good it for you. Was the coach Dennis Gates. Gates. Yeah, yeah, people a lot brag of people about him. Super high on him. Yeah. Uh, back to what Billis is saying about the Tigers. We mentioned he's got him at number 41. I think he ranked his top 65 or 68 teams uh, this morning over to ESPN. He's got Memphis at 41, um, FAU higher at 20. Now, he's not as high on FAU as the a poll, which has got the uh, the Owls number ten. Here's what he says about Memphis: Memphis was on the wrong end of a dramatic finish in the first round loss to F A U, in a first round lost to F A U in March. But Penny Hardaway is reloaded by hitting the transfer portal. Javon Quinlanly will run the point, and there's versatility and length to put pressure on opponents at both ends of the, for, uh, of the court. It feels like just the fact that that Memphis got this, uh, you know, the denial of DeAndre Williams waiver that the uh, college basketball, at least nationally. From, from a national standpoint, the media has sort of now kind of moved on from you. You know, there, there was, if they get DeAndre, they're a national title yep. contender, and then I've got to, you know, get ready to have them in my rankings yep. maybe after the, the first week of the season. It sounds like, um, for whatever reason, uh, and again, it is a lot of new players. Penny Hardaway's only got two coming back from last season that the, uh, the national pundits have sort of jumped off mm-hmm. at this point. I like that position for Memphis, going into this season. I really do, as the the team that can look at it and say, FAU's getting all the benefit of the doubt, we're not, uh, and can go out and uh, on a court and try to prove it against a, a non-conference schedule that uh, is better than last season's and had to be, again, for the key if Penny wanting to get out of that 8-9 game, um, you know, hopefully. Uh, that chemistry comes together quick. Devon is playing well for you. And again, I like guys, role players like Nick Jourdain coming off the bench. He's shown athleticism on both ends of the floor. You are deeper than last season, and I suspect as a result you're going to see a much deeper rotation for Penny Hardaway uh, 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 this year. But maybe as a result of that, you're more active defensively, and, and, and unlike the last, last year when you were, what, in the 30s defensively, Penny Hardaway had been number one, number five a couple of years ago. Maybe you can get back to uh, not just being a team that can run teams off the floor offensively, but being one that can shut you down defensively, top ten style in the country uh, like last year. I think that's possible. Uh, even not having sure. DeAndre Williams, even with Tiafoe Leonard deciding to pursue professional opportunities, I think with Jordan with Jordan Brown, uh, Malcolm Dandridge now uh, 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 there to solid- help solidify the front court. There's no reason why this Memphis team, not just offensively, uh, be better uh, than they have been in previous seasons with all this talent. But I think also defensively, getting back to sort of Penny Hardaway, some of Penny Hardaway's roots, maybe pressing a little more because you've got more bodies that you feel comfortable with out there. Again. Uh, it's all got to play out, but even with uh, with the news that we got Friday that DeAndre Williams will not be eligible this season, I still think there's a lot uh, to be excited about for Memphis fans uh, and for those following this team this year. In a nice little spot, feeling a little disrespected with a ton of talent um, to be a, uh, a head turner this year uh, in, in college basketball. Uh, Penny Hardaway set it up. Uh, hopefully they, uh, they come through it again. This is where it took off for Cal. Hopefully it's a a similar thing uh, for Penny Hardaway. We'll take a break. Coming back with the rundown, a lot to get to uh, both in the NFL. We'll go back. Again, Memphis football uh, gets a big win over the weekend, big in the sense that you did not lose it. Uh, what's the status of Seth Hennigan, Blake Watson, as they get set for another important game, a trap game, really, against Charlotte now with uh, just one win between them and a huge opportunity in a couple of weeks against SMU. Uh, Grizzlies will be back at it on Wednesday. We'll further discuss what we saw over the weekend with them. All that when we get back with the rundown. You're listening to J&J, 929-FM-ESPN. WMFS-FM and HG1-Bortlett. and
0: HD one Bartlett, wmfs memphis celebrating our Legacy of as the flagship home of the Memphis Grizzlies and Tigers talk. Always live on the Odyssey app and on smart
1: speakers say play 92.9 ESPN. During the financial strain that COVID brought uh, to so many, a lot of people out there reached out to their mortgage companies and were able to get COVID forbearance. Now what's that simply means they were received a pause or reduction in their mortgage payments temporarily if you've been in the situation. This ain't news to you and now that COVID forbearance has ended, uh, mortgage payments going back up and Honestly, for some people out there, the increase in those payments uh, just isn't affordable or doable. So if you're finding yourself in that kind of situation, or maybe yours is feeling a little hopeless, uh, Jennifer Carstensen over at the Live Love Memphis group uh, would like to talk to you. Because I tell you what, she can take you through a bunch of options that you might not know you have and can certainly better your situation. They've done it for others might be selling your home to finally take advantage of the equity you've built might be a different option for you. Point is, Jen's going to lay it all out for you in the simplest way possible, make it easy. It's what she did for me five years ago, and I'm not exaggerating when I say that Jen and her team changed my life. There's no question about it getting us out of that house we were in and into our dream home as well. Uh, wife, wife makes sure to remind her every year on the anniversary of our selling us our home that I thank Jen Carstensen. Uh You can be next, 901 625 5200 Let her show you the options. Again, 901-625-5200 or email them at sold at livelovememphis.com. Again, that's sold at livelovemphis.com. It's the Live Love Memphis and Live Love DeSoto teams at the Real Estate Agency. Every day around this time, we do the rundown. Let's do it. It's the rundown with the biggest stories of the day from Jason and John on 92.9 FM ESPN. First story. Finally, the Memphis Grizzlies are off the schneid, 112-100 over the Portland Trailblazers. And I'll be real honest with you, when they were down, I think it was 10 there in the fourth quarter, I thought it was over. I thought this team was coming back 0-7. Uh, my son was already long gone to bed, and I told my wife, I'm gone. So I did not see the conclusion, but I did get up this morning and was pleasantly surprised, went back and watched it. Uh, Desmond Bain 30 points, Jaron Jackson Jr. 27 points. The Grizz rallied indeed uh, from that double digit deficit in the fourth quarter. Uh, Marcus Smart too, I heard the you know mm. Mark Smart has been erratic this season, but he was very key in terms of the 90 run that they went on after being down those double digits. Uh, I think hit a three, scored five points on that 9-0 run. Desmond Bain was the other four, and then by the time it was all over, Jaron Jackson Jr. was putting the Grizz up for good. Uh, again, after you had trailed double digits in the fourth quarter, that mattered because uh, it had been reversed two nights earlier on Friday when you had the 10-point lead, I think it was with about three minutes left, and the Portland Trail Blazers behind Shaden Sharp and Malcolm Brogdon, I mean, they're short as well. Don't have Anthony Simons out there. Don't have Scoot Henderson. Uh they end up, you know, hitting the shots that matter down the stretch in overtime of oh, by the way, the in season tournament game. Yeah. That's one thing. You you got the win to get off the snide last night, but you lost the one yeah. in terms of the in season tournament game. And remember what's the other? Utah is the only other team in this in this pool because it's yeah. Denver and the Lakers are your other two teams that we looked at instead of wins. So it, it, yeah. you know, Friday night left a real bad taste in your mouth. Yes. I mean, it, as far as we, we've been asking ourselves, is this the low point? Is this the low point? It went from 0 and 4 to 0 and 5. 0 and 6, I'll be real honest with you. Friday night, I was, I was bitter yeah. uh, about losing to that Portland team in overtime. You got Jeremy Grant out there hitting shots on you. It was awful. But again, uh, thank goodness that you're able to salvage this trip uh, with this win. Last night, we mentioned it, Bismack Biambo, uh in an opportunity where he had a chance to be a starter with Xavier Tillman a late scratch, gives you 8 points, 11 rebounds, 3 blocks to go, again with the stellar play of Jaron Jackson Jr. and Desmond Bain. Uh, you absolutely needed it, and then, oh, by the way, Luke Kennard can make those 3-point shots. He was once and will be, again, one of the best 3-point uh, percentage shooters in the league, goes 4 of 6. You just wondered, you know, since running into LeBron last year in the playoffs, that shot hadn't fallen in games, uh, everybody had said they'd seen a drop in practice, that there didn't seem to be any ill effects from that shoulder injury last year, but was so good to finally see them dropping in 4-6 last night. Uh, the Grizz were plus 30 when Kennard is on the floor. I bet you you will not see another plus-minus like that this season no. where it's that that much uh, on the plus side when Lucanard is on the floor. And 15 points for him. Santi Aldama, a welcome sight to see him back on the floor. There's the rust. There was obviously a time restriction on what he's going to play as he ramps things back up. Mm-hmm. Uh, coming off a great summer. Obviously playing with Spain in the uh, in, uh, for FIBA, uh, seven points, five rebounds in 20 minutes does go one of three. I think I thought saw that first one was an air ball, so it's going to take a little while for Santi to get recalibrated. But the point was you had reinforcements last night to go with what's been some pretty consistently good play from Jaron Jackson Jr. and Desmond Bain, and again your bench is able to outscore that Portland bench. Um, I think. Uh, what was it, uh, 12, 16, 31 points, yeah, from your bench. Yeah. Remember, you'd had games this year. We've just got 13 points out there coming from your bench. So I know it's huge relief, obviously, for the Grizzlies, for Taylor Jenkins coming back. And as we said there in the open, might be a slick good time to put together a little two- or three-game winning streak. I know, you know, when you're 0-6, you're desperate for anything and any kind of consistency you got. But this Miami Heat team that you face on Wednesday down at, uh, down at FedEx Forum is 0-3 on the road and currently off to a 2-4 start, much like the Utah team uh, that you'll face later on this week. Now, you've seen them, uh, obviously, but this Utah team also 0-3 on the road. and. Uh, Grizzlies have been decent in terms of effort and everything else at home. Hopefully those shots are dropping. And, again, maybe you're putting together two or three wins. This is all about you know getting as many as you can here uh, while John ja Moran is gone over these next 18 games. I- I'm not going to sit up here and do a-, a prediction or tell you that after last night watching – you know, the end of that, seeing them come back and get the win, that all of a sudden this team's going to go 500. I still think there are serious challenges in terms of what you've got around mm-hmm. Jaron Jackson Jr. and Desmond Bain right now. But, you know, again, against struggling teams at home. Uh, hopefully a chance for the Grizzlies to put together a couple of wins. But you had to like what you what you saw last night, uh, especially after Friday night's disappointment. I'm not going to be sad for Portland being down
2: a few players. I, I do know Robert Williams going down there early was a, was a that big, happened last night, big yep. problem for them because we had some reinforcements finally. I've been scouting him a little bit to see if that's the guy we wanted at the trade deadline. How are you feeling now? <laughs> eh, yeah.
1: Depends on what they're going to ask for
2: him. Right now I don't feel like I want to pay a whole lot for him. <sighs> I mean, John has brought up this point before here on the show with
1: y'all that, that he, that's his only problem, right? He's, he's got the injury bug. Uh, injury, well, yeah. He's only played, I think, more than 62 games yeah. one time in, a, yeah. in, his, in his career. So uh, the medicals you'll have mm-hmm. to be satisfied with, certainly. But I, I, I'll be honest with you right now. I, I hope that price is low. You know, I do too. I don't want to pay through the nose no, for no. Uh, for Robert Williams at this point, especially after what we saw last yeah. night. Let's see where he, where he is injury-wise after last night.
2: Yeah, but I do think our bench, you pointed it out, they played great. They're going to have to play like that every game for us to win because Kennard, they're relying on him for 30-plus minutes a game. He's got to score for them because you're not going to get scoring from Biombo, probably. You're going to get rebounding. You're going to get blocks and putbacks. Um, so you need the, the bench and you need Roddy because they're not playing Laravia right now. Laravia is not playing, so he's clearly in the doghouse right now. He was a DNP last night. I'm taking it; he's out of the rotation. Um, but you need to get healthy here because and Aldama helps, right? He's supposed to be a big part of what you're doing. Maybe a starter we thought at the beginning of the
1: season. Um, Santi being back again last night. There's there's Russ there, but I, welcome sight uh, because you you just said it. Jaron and Bain have been consistent pretty much throughout the throughout the seven games. Uh, the difference between winning and losing, for the most part, has been the lack of firepower around them. Mm-hmm. And so, again, just having the bodies out there, Santi, even with rust. Being a credible NBA player that you've got to defend, that could, you know uh, has proven himself at this point, that defensively you've got to get out on him. Kennard, same thing. That just, it's going to open things up. And again, is it a ton of firepower? No. Uh, is it ideal firepower? No. You'd like to have uh, Jaron. Excuse me. You'd like to have John Morant back, sure. uh, uh, Stephen Adams, and Brandon Clark. You know that's not happening right now. Uh, you're stuck with what you've got. But again, just having those fresh faces out there, yeah. bodies that can actually do something, unlike Laravia and what we've seen from some of the other guys. Uh, huge last night in terms of the uh, the comeback win. So, again, Grizzlies get off the schneid. Uh, feels weird, you know, feeling this good about one win this season. <laughs> but when does. you are 0-6 and you are the last team, and it's been a while that yeah. you've been the last team without a, uh, without a win, uh, anything you get feels, uh, feels darn good. So I will absolutely take it. And like I said, I was, uh, I was pleasantly surprised by what I saw from, uh, from Bismack Biombo last night. Hopefully, whether it's as a, as a starter or... Or, uh, or as a reserve later on in the season, uh, he continued can continue to bring uh, that kind of effort.
2: So you asked me about a win streak, and and you know we're pretty optimistic about this game on Wednesday, the possibility they could beat the Heat, given how poorly the Heat have played so far. Going to the 25 games here now, uh, have you updated your forecast on that at all, or, were, or are you more hopeful? I know where one win helps everything. If you haven't gotten a win yet, we're one in six, but are you feeling better now? Uh...
1: Not a ton. What do you think, um, 10,
2: 12? Can we get I there? I mean, you'd have
1: to go 9 and 9. Yeah. Right? Yeah, Is my math right yeah. on that? You'd have to go 9 and 9 at this point through the uh, final 18 games to, to get to 10 and 15? Yep. Nah. No, it doesn't feel so, like it. So, again, I'm trying to stay out of the 6 and 19 range. Right. If you, uh, even if you could go 8 and 17, uh, it's mm-hmm. less of a hole for John Morant once you dig out of it. Uh, again, you get to 10 and 15, this team plays 500 ball, the rest of this this way, I, th- I think that's a win. Yep. You, you've, you, you can celebrate. I think that kind of start because that will leave you in contention, and what's ultimately going to be a tight West. I think for more than a play-in spot, you're still in contention at that point. But if it's you know if it's as 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 small as the difference is or yeah. it feels like it is six and nineteen, um, you know that that might be too hard a road to hold. It might get you to a point where you don't want to be here. And we're coming off a win now, not a loss, but you don't want to be in a point where you're you know missing a play-in, missing the playoffs, and it's a throwaway season, mm-hmm. one of you know your three that you've got. All three of those guys signed up for on those extensions. I'm not so. there with the tanking people yet. I know there are those people out there. Um, no, man, that that, that it, that's silly. That's that is a silly. I agree with you. That's a silly discussion yeah. at this point. Again, a lot of the Grizzlies' start has been what they what they don't have, and uh, the unfortunate luck of Canard not hitting shots, Santi Aldama being there. Mm-hmm. I think even if you've had those two over these first seven games, consistent and there for the entire time, the record doesn't look like I this agree. because, again, just having those real NBA bodies on the floor uh, can open some things up for you. So uh, hopefully it's a matter of getting healthy, getting the rust off some of these guys, the shots continuing to drop for Luke Kennard, Bismack Biyombo being a presence, and uh, you can put together a couple of wins here against some teams that are struggling on the road in Miami and Utah.
0: Next story.
1: University of Memphis football team won its third straight game on Saturday, beat South Florida 59-50 to 59 points. Memphis uh, point out a season high for the Tigers, uh, who extend their NCAA leading streak of consecutive games with 20 or more points to 23. Uh, didn't realize that. That's telling you that this is now a new and exciting offense. When yes. Memphis puts that on there, That's that's what they're trying to tell you, that, hey, we may only uh, beat right. South Florida by nine, but we're scoring Score 59 points. points on here. So all y'all people talking about, you know, we didn't have an explosive offense. We told you we would be. Listen, Seth Hennigan was outstanding. I, try, I gave him five touchdowns. I shorted Tevin Carter one. Uh, Seth Hennigan threw for four. Tevin Carter had the other one. There were five touchdowns thrown, and more importantly, no interceptions, 23 of 40 for Seth Hennigan, 349 yards, four touchdowns before he goes down. Also, uh, rushed Eight times, 42 yards, and another score was the five total touchdowns for him, one on the ground, four through the air. We mentioned that Tevin Carter had an 85-yard touchdown pass as well to Rock Taylor in that one. So the offense uh, was clicking. There wasn't much defense. He came into the game and threw that touchdown just right out of the gate. Pretty good call. And they needed him, and they may need Tevin Carter again. Again, the update to this, and we were hoping there would be during Ryan Silverfield's media availability today, I'm reading from uh, Frank Bonner, Daily Memphian mm-hmm. uh, beat writer on the, the Tigers football team, says Ryan Silverfield did not give a timetable on Seth Henigan, other than to say he's day-to-day. He did say, though, he expects Seth to be back sooner mm-hmm. than later. Um, we're trying to read the tea leaves here. <laughs> when you say, I think Seth will be back... So here's, uh, Jonah Dillon from the CA, also yeah. a football beat writer, uh, says the rest of that quote, I think Seth will be back sooner rather than later. I don't know when. Uh, does that give you confidence, or or does it uh is it discouraging going into not. what's another must win game against Charlotte again to set up the big opportunity against SMU in a couple of weeks? Well, and, and
2: like these coaches do, he's going to play coy a little bit here because they don't want to tip their hand to, for a, from a scouting report. That seems to be the the common theme here with quarterbacks. But, um, I, I mean, it doesn't sound hopeful to me. I,
1: I don't I don't I don't feel real good about that. Uh, hopefully, it improves. I, I, I realize, yeah, a little bit of gamesmanship involved yeah. there. I get that, and it's probably smart on Silverfield's part to let Charlotte uh, be concerned a little bit about who's going to be on the center, whether mm-hmm. it's Hennigan or Tevin Carter. Um, Doesn't sound the, good. The good news is it's non-throwing shoulder. I don't like that it was so bad that he couldn't go back in the game. Right. Um, so, again, uh, you don't have much time here in terms of getting him ready. Do we feel like Tevin Carter, I mean, that's a lot of pressure on him to come in and put him in what's essentially a must-win game. Again, if you're talking about AAC titles yeah. and being in championship games, and you got to throw Tevin Carter out there. Do you feel confident? He did come on, as you mentioned, and threw that 85-yard touchdown run this first uh, on his first mm-hmm. pass attempt. Would you feel confident with Tevin Carter under center against Charlotte? I mean, from everything I saw in that game, and it—you know—it
2: wasn't—it was limited, but I feel really good about it. I mean, I, it sounds like every time they talk about Tevin Carter, that he's ready to go. So I—I'm—I'm I'm not assuming that it's Seth Hennigan level. He's not getting the first-team snaps most of the season, but I every and we've talked about it when he got recruited to Memphis. He's a good player.
1: No, I like Devin Carl a lot and I've long I long player. wanted to see him on the field and you know yeah. whatever way Memphis could use him again albeit playing at the same time as uh, as your three-year starter Seth Hennigan. Uh, I liked obviously yeah. what I saw it's a small sample size. Um you know his grasp of the offense is going to be the question mark yeah. in terms of whether he can lead you to another win. I imagine Ryan Silverfield is going to and probably did today say all the things that you that you do say mm-hmm. as a head coach. Confident in our guy, you know, knows the system. If he's got to go, we'll be confident in him. But your game plan, uh, absolutely changes. I'm more concerned with Blake Watson, to be honest with you.
2: Like if you don't have Blake Watson, did, did we get an update on Blake? I haven't heard on Blake yet. Um, but I mean, he had 64, 65 runs on the first two drives for the for the Tigers. Uh, they were up there bit. I mean, they've that I'm, I'm looking at the wrong game, but I mean they've they've had they've had him in these games where he's pulled them out of the fire a little bit. So I'm
1: more concerned with him. I will I will say that you know their depth. You know, Brandon having Brandon Thomas, who uh, Doc Holliday was talking about this on the broadcast, and he's absolutely right. Like Brandon Thomas, a couple of years ago, looked like he was going to be the guy. Yep. And then fumbles, injuries led to him not being the guy. Uh, uh, what does Ryan Silverfield do in the off seasons? Goes out a couple different, you know, two off seasons in a row. You get Jay Ducker. Uh, 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 you bring in Blake. Yeah, they're and, deep. And and most of the time, you know, in college football, when it's not your opportunity anymore after it has been, you're transferring out of there. Yeah. And so the the fact that. Uh, Brandon Thomas has stayed super surprising in the first place. That's a that, uh, also a credit to that staff that you keep him in a world where folks are transferring out for much less reason than this. The fact that he stayed, and now, again, through all these running backs being lower on the depth chart at one point, third or fourth or fifth, if he dropped farther than that, uh, to now back in the fold and contributing again, I mean, big for them. Because, mm-hmm. again, in college, uh, college athletics, period, uh, stories like Brandon Thomas's uh, initially, usually lead to transfers, guys moving on. You don't typically see guys stay through uh, uh, demotions in the depth chart, you know, injury issues, everything else. Especially when it's been handed to another guy, as it as the offense had been with Blake Watson. Uh, yeah. So you gotta, yeah. I mean, Brandon Thomas staying at one school through this is. Just run sort of counter to what the the college athletics college athletics, period. Well you could say the same thing about Tevin Carter too, because we were wondering would
2: would you Tevin Carter you know, stick around after Hennigan was gonna stay. And it was the same for Hennigan, you know, if is, is he gonna stay or not? But to have two really decent quarterbacks and this this type of a you know, you're playing in the American here. Um, I think it's important to have that depth. Brandon Thomas is good. They've mixed it up a lot though. I, I mean I was looking at those two runs earlier from Brandon Thomas, um, in the game against North Texas, but they sort of use different, if, if they they take different people out and they put Blake Watson in there, they go Brandon Thomas, Rock Taylor, they're deep, but uh, Blake Watson would be a big blow if they lose him.
1: Yeah. Uh, I was just looking for, to see if we got I'm, it, I'm, it. I'm sure he was asked about, but it says both. Okay, here it is right here. Blake Watson is also listed as day to day. We figured we wouldn't get much out of it. No. Um, you know, Ryan's going not going to tell you a ton on injuries. That's just been his sort of history. But yes, the the update now on both of those guys, again, Seth Hennigan they after a great it, day was not able to, to finish that game against South Florida and Blake Watson both same thing, both listed uh as day to day. I I feel better about not having Blake Watson that I do not have in Seth Hennigan again. As much as I, I loved what I saw from Tevin mm. Carter, he looks like if, if you need to, uh, you can go to him. I don't, I, I don't know how I feel about him for four quarters that, because Memphis has shown it has depth in that running back room. Yeah. And still, as much as I like Tevin, like the signing, like him staying through everything and learning the offense and everything else and mm-hmm. you know uh, learning from behind Seth, uh, uh, again, changing up quarterbacks. Seth Hennigan, three-year starter, dude. Yeah. yeah, that's a comfortability now, factor right. the, with everybody one, else, with yeah. his cadences, with his calls. That And, again, again, Charlotte, uh, a team that, yes, it got a win over Tulsa uh, this weekend in overtime, but I think they're 3-6, and six, a team you, you, know, yeah. you have to beat, again, to stay in AAC title contention. This is a, a must-win spot. I just feel better about the, the running back depth than I do the, uh, the, the, the prospect of having Tevin Carter out there. Charlotte has had
2: moments. They they won this weekend against Tulsa in overtime. They knocked off East Carolina in October. Um, They lost thirty four to sixteen to SMU. They beat South Carolina State. Those are their three wins, and it's so it's pretty thin there. I mean, they played decent against Florida, but I'm sure Florida played a lot of their backups in that game in September. So, you know, if you're going to play the backup quarterback, Charlotte's probably a better deal coming up this weekend because you got to get ready for SMU and you want to be healthy for the SMU. I mean, I think you're putting all in on that SMU game. So if you've got dudes that are nicked up and you need to hold them out, you might do it
1: this weekend. <sighs> That's a dangerous prospect. You, are, you don't think we
2: can handle them without some of these guys? Uh, the,
1: the, the Again, a change at quarterback yeah. for a full game. Uh, That's a little tough. apprehensive about that uh, just yeah. in terms of – because, again, Seth has gone from – uh, struggling a little bit in terms of taking that ball and now playing very well yeah. uh, in these last couple of games for you. So you've got him on a roll right now. It's just not an ideal time to have to switch over. Again, he says sooner than later. Mm-hmm. That I feel good about SMU when I hear sooner than later, and maybe he means that, you know, Seth, there, there'll be a good chance for him to go. Rem- uh, remember, this is non-throwing shoulder. We're talking about with Seth Hennigan, mm-hmm. so maybe he can overcome, put a brace on him, whatever it is, overcome it, uh, and be out there against Charlotte. I think ideally you want him out there uh, I'd, I'd feel fine with Brandon Thomas, whoever else at running back uh, against Charlotte. Uh, that said, sure. like I said, you are three fourths of the way there. We said after Tulane loss, you needed to win the next four to get to eight and two. Uh, you've taken care of business in the first three. Got to go out and on the road against Charlotte this weekend. Uh, hopefully, it's another matter of you're taking bit, uh, care of business, even if other guys have to step up. Next story right, in the NFL this weekend. I'm, I'm curious to see which one you think made the biggest statement. Uh, there were several. Uh, Eagles end up knocking off the Cowboys. Despite yeah. being outgained by 100 yards by the Cowboys, that press got pretty good. Stepped out of bounds there, though, uh, late. There were a couple of plays late. Uh, ended up coming up short, the uh, Cowboys did, in their comeback attempts. Again, lost 28-23 to an Eagles team that's now, doesn't matter what you throw at it, they just find a way to continue to win. 8-1, and 4-0 mm-hmm. and oh at home. Uh, arguably the best team in football. Bengals. Joe Burrow stay on a roll, 24-18 last night over the Bills. Joe Burrow, he just looks like Mr. Cool all of a sudden. Again. Yeah. He's running around last night. He's throwing for 348 yards and two touchdowns. So, again, pushing the Bills back down. Uh, to 5-4, and four. they've got some concerns now. Had a chance to make up some ground yesterday on Miami in the division. Even though they've got the win over Miami this season, They're still a game back, if I'm not mistaken, in that division. So, chance for the Bills, opportunity there. They miss. Bengals make a statement. And then, obviously, you had uh, a couple more. Ravens undressing a pretty good Seahawks team the way they did. 37-3, I thought was very impressive. They are now 7-2. and two. And then, how could you not be impressed with a game that we said should have been here in the state's. Uh, played in front of Chiefs fans or Dolphins fans, but was played in Germany yep. very early on Sunday morning. Uh, and when I looked up, the Chiefs were up twenty-one to nothing. They were shutting down this uh, high-powered Miami offense, and you you have to tip your cap to the uh, job they did defensively, Hol- mm-hmm. holding Tua under a two hundred yards passing, one hundred ninety-three yards. One touchdown. They get the strip of Tyreek Hill, returning for a touchdown. The Chiefs are winning right now with defense, yeah. as their offense tries to get things figured out. They didn't even, you know, barely got Kelsey unhinged yesterday, and they're still beating a Dolphins team that uh, has proven and uh, John has continued to point to this. And I'm going to have to open up my eyes to it at some point. They are they cannot beat the contenders, no, the better teams in the AFC. Uh, the Dolphins have not shown that they can do that yet. They are my Super Bowl pick, but they disappointed me no. over the weekend that lost to KC. No,
2: the Chiefs, the Chiefs have, are not the Chiefs from last year. Like, it's all defense. If you look at what Pacheco did yesterday and look at what Kelsey did, they didn't do anything last night. Uh, the the game I was most interested in that you brought up was the Cowboys-Eagles game that we saw last night. Uh, going going. good game. It. it was a terrific game. I don't put anything on the Cowboys. I think they were just unlucky. If you look at the line, the, 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 the touchdown pass there at the end where the tight end... The tight end was right there. So that's one. And then you get the second one with Dak Dak Prescott slipping out with the right foot because he's right at the pylon. To me... If you're a Cowboys fan today, I wouldn't have any problem. With, I know you you want to win that game, and you lost 28-23 on the road. It, Philadelphia's a bitch to play in, but like losing to the Eagles in that fashion, I'll take it, man. Like I'm not going to complain about it because Dak Prescott, I thought, had an awesome game. I mean, he was 29-44. of 44, He had 350-plus yards, three touchdowns. Yes, he, did. he could have it. had four. Threw for that one with the tight end. I got no problem with the Cowboys today. I know a lot of people are upset about it, but I'm not going to.
1: No, I mean, you're, for, to your point, you know, 29 of 44, no interceptions, three touchdowns. I mean, he was, he was pretty clean. Sacked five times. Couldn't he's, get it yeah, run around a lot. Of, I mean, just, again, that you know, Philadelphia's got a great yeah. uh, front line. They're going to get after you and to, to, to play that well under that kind of pressure. I don't think you can put this one no. on Dak Prescott. There's no question about that. I, I do think you have to, you know, for whatever reason, Philly. Again, you take pieces away, uh, new pieces, whatever it is. They just find a way to win. I used to, yep. again, I, you know, Nick Sirianni. What, what, you know, is this? Is he any good? What, you know, what is, I, I've I've had to come around <laughs> and, on him. And so, I mean, you you lost both coordinators. Yeah. And you're back to a point now where you're eight and one, four zero at home and you just find a way to get it done. Uh, you know, Miles Sanders out, DeAndre Swift in. Uh, you're using him in both the, the run and the pass game. A.J. Brown and Devonte Smith were beasts mm-hmm. yesterday. They're over there to the point they're laughing on the sideline. Yeah. And all Jalen Hurts really has to do is not turn it over. Yep. Uh, but he's been better than that. Jalen Hurts has proven he's uh, he, he is a good enough quarterback to have earned the extension he's got. And, again, you put all these weapons around him, uh, the front lines both offensively and defensively uh, – I mean, could you make an argument that anybody's been more impressive this season than Philadelphia, both in the AFC and the NFC?
2: No, I I think Sirianni's good. They are sloppy and a little uh, unfocused at times. Like they had that personal foul penalty at the end that damn near cost them the game.
1: Yeah, they did. At the end, they did seem to want to give it to Dallas there with a couple of those.
2: Really undisciplined stuff. They did the tush push and then throw the guy off the, you know, one of their guys got thrown off the pile. But I like AJ Brown. Kenny Gainwell's in there. I mean, but they've got like six guys that are they're they're mixing in at the running back and the receiver position. They're good. They're yeah.
1: deep. I don't I I don't know again if it's not Dallas and San Francisco with all of its questions right now with injuries. They yep. are just so dependent upon Trent Williams Who do you and like both on that offensive line. Um, if you had
2: to pick today, I think I'd pick 49ers still. I mean, from what I've just seen Just in
1: terms of the, the biggest threat to Philadelphia. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, because
2: they're better than the Cowboys, they beat them head to head this year pretty handily. What
1: I what I would give the Cowboys is better quarterback play. I mean, yeah. the, the thing we've seen with Purdy is him be exposed with those the offensive line woes. Yep. Um, and it, listen, I know Dak. You know, questions about whether he can win the big one uh, all still remain. But yeah. I would take their quarterback play right now. He's over He's the good. Niners. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, if you tell me I got a fully healthy Niners team, McCaffrey's back in there, Debo's back in there. Most importantly, Trent Williams is back in there. Uh, different different kind of conversation. Remember, they go out and. Add chase young defensively like they're gonna get themselves back in the hunt there's no question about that Mm -hmm. in my mind but um, right now today yeah I might take the Dallas Cowboys again as the biggest threat to Philadelphia. They should have yeah. won last night.
2: Yeah, well, and the, the whole thing is is having C.D. Lamb and and Ooh, the, you he, know, he is a bad if, man if when they put him in the slot. As long as that. he's healthy, they got a shot because it's like one man out there on a record crew. He even almost got him at the end, but he was short because they had four guys at the goal line in that game. I love. I'm obviously a Cowboys fan because we're carrying the games now, but. Um, you know I might be a Raiders fan now that they actually got a win this weekend, which that was the crazy one
1: i I couldn't believe what I was seeing there uh beat the Giants yeah Antonio Pierce uh, beat the hell uh, beats out his of them. old yeah, the interim coach for the yeah. for the Raiders beats his old team the the Giants uh, it's, uh, again, Giants lose Daniel Jones in that game <laughs> for the season. It's uh, uh, a season that clearly had high expectations yeah. has just gone the other way and now you got their fans, including my man Jeffrey Wright, you know, rooting for losses mm-hmm. at two and seven. May as well just go ahead and get a, a high draft pick. Remember they didn't come in the season with those kind of plans at all. That this is a team that last year made moves. Yeah. And you come into this season with Daniel Jones all signed up, you get Saquon in there. You got big expectations and it's just gone the other way for the uh for the Giants okay, so we said Eagles on the NFC, Yep. biggest threat right now as of this week. Cowboys were, were obviously with the caveat that once the Niners get healthy, got a chance to be right back up there. Yep. In the AFC, now that you've got Kansas City knocking off uh, Miami, which was supposed to be a contender, sitting there at 7-2. and two, um, yep. Bengals or Ravens a bigger threat to KC, if you agree with me, that right now you've got to put them on top in the AFC.
2: Bengals, I mean.
1: <sighs> this Joe Burrow. This healthy yeah. version of Joe Burrow.
2: What I saw last night. Now mm-hmm. the problem was he was playing Jekyll and Hyde uh, quarterback in the Buffalo. You know that's the problem. So I I think Joe Burrow when he's if he's going to play like he did last night, it's it's the Bengals. I just I, you know right now
1: and then I, I know
2: they're five and three, but that that, that game last night. Convinced well, they're,
1: they're as hot a team as there is in football. Yep. And but right now, I would tell you that Lamar Jackson is playing at just as high a level as Burrow. So that's why yeah. the, the, it's tougher for me in the AFC. And, again, you, you can make an argument that KC hasn't been the most dominant team as 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 many questions as there are surrounding still that offense and those receivers. I just think they're going to get yeah. it together. Eventually they'll, they'll figure stop out. dropping yeah. balls. Yeah, I agree. But you can make an argument that right now today mm-hmm. you like more what you're seeing on both sides of the ball better with the Ravens or yep. or even with Cincinnati after that win last night. I still would put KC up top. I, just, I, I love the way this Ravens team is playing on both sides of the ball, how plugged in Lamar yeah. is. Uh but again, Burrow right now, hot, healthy, running around. You can tell it's old cool Joe uh again. It looks and so, good. Um yeah, I wouldn't doubt that the the Bengals could be could be right there again. By the end of you're
2: it. not as confident in KC just because of the offense, though, and they're you know they're obviously keying on Kelsey a lot. They're not able to get him the ball in some of these games. I, 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 I'm
1: not I'm not down on it as if I don't think it'll come around. It will. Mm-hmm. It's it's again they've they've done this before without the big name receiver. They did showed it to us last year. Now last year what was it? Juju Smith Schuster. Yep. Like those guys stepped up in the playoffs, and I I you know still have my doubts still on these receivers. Yeah. But you know Patrick Mahomes is going to put it right there. You're an NFL receiver at some point. Uh, you're going to hold on to that ball. Yeah. I mean, you, you would think. And, again, you've still got Travis Kelsey. The fact is, they won that game yesterday without, you know, Kelsey having a big game. You mentioned oh. Pacheco didn't even really go off. They won it with their defense. Yeah. Uh, and that's what's so impressive about them because, again, that at one point that had been uh, the question mark, no question about it. So, um, yeah, NFL weekend, more big statements. Uh, we certainly saw right now I got Philadelphia on top in the NFC. Still got the Chiefs. On top of the AFC, but realize I got you know an eye on Baltimore and Cincy. Those teams are uh, those teams appear to be coming up fast.
2: We are not a, a station that talks about fantasy football, but I played Jason Smith Money for Renovations this weekend and absolutely got destroyed. I mean, it was a butt whooping, butt whooping because I had Kelsey and because I had Pacheco and because I had uh, Josh Allen. You know, although Josh Allen was the best thing I had going, it was just Cincinnati played better. It was uh whole money for renovations,
1: money, getting, for, get, money for renovations, money for renovations, getting hot, you know what this Took be We got an undefeated team last week, and now yeah. it looks like we we got you right. It's official. You don't have any money night, folks, right? No. Yeah, we, we got were able it done. To, and you you were, what, six and two? I was six and yeah, two. You're a contender and still are. Uh, you have question marks now after I only scoring 70-something points this uh this week. I I appreciate your generosity. In fact, I just figured that... Uh, Butt whooping. You know. Butt whooping. Yeah. Fact, I mean, I, I, I just I just figured it was your bit of charity to, no, t- to help... No to help a, I was effort to him. help a brother get back into the race. I put so a lot I, of effort in this. I appreciate you. Yeah, no you know, I, I think yeah, if I should have ran CJ Stroud. Yeah, you know, we'll, I mean we'll I talk think more you need about to roll him with and him. Respect Burgers, but my gosh, this dude. He's here, unbelievable. And it's in and it may very well leave this this young man CJ Stroud may very well leave the Carolina Panthers regretting that they took Bryce Young at the yep. number 1 pick. Like that Bryce Young might end up being good. But what we're seeing from C.J. Stroud right now is uh, otherworldly, especially in his rookie season. Uh, we'll talk more about he's that terrific. at the top of the hour. Yep, when we do uh, Respect Burgers, uh, it ain't just because he's on my fantasy team. This kid is breaking records uh, and in doing it in a way where, man, uh, a brother finally going to be able to hold down the job yes. uh, with the Houston Texans. D'Amico Ryan's going to be able to keep his job. C.J. Stroud been so good. I'm tired of them firing black coaches. You ain't firing, D'Amico. Not with C.J. Stroud at the helm. Leading drives with 45, 46 seconds left to win the game. I mean, that was a great no, it, was, it was absolutely it was a great fantastic. Pick. I do
2: have some breaking sports news for your Chicago Cubs, if I might. I know you're about to go to break here. They have hired Craig Council. The Brewers let Council go, and the Council is now with the Cubs. They've hired him. Really?
1: Yes. What
2: do you uh, think of Craig? Council as your manager of your Chicago Cubs.
1: It, it, it was time to move on. It was time. I don't know. In terms of my feelings on Council, what have they done? Uh, what have you know.
2: Actually, yeah, I think that's. What, what's thinking. Council done? Um, I mean, he's been average. He hasn't put him over the top. He hasn't got him through the playoffs and into exactly. the World Series. And that's ultimately what you're trying to do. That's what the Brewers have not advanced. Yep. You know? He's leaving the Brewers to become the manager of the Chicago Cubs. That
1: was confirmed by ESPN there at uh, just 12:30. Well, damn! You're just you're. Yeah, I don't mind pulling them from a uh, from a division rival, though. I guess. I mean, I guess you know. I guess the Brewers people who
2: just tech I have some friends in Milwaukee are the ones who who alerted me to this. They're upset. They like Craig Council in Milwaukee. Really, so they think you're getting a really good manager in Chicago. So, uh, Ross out. Well, it was Craig time Council to move on in. from
1: Rossi, The old. We tried to go back. Hey, Cub. He was part of the. Uh, World Series run. We'll bring yep. that back in here. Didn't work. You got to rebuild. Uh, welcome, Craig Council. There you go. Yeah, a little baseball news for I didn't us here. Mean to, uh, no, uh, no, go no, from I your NFL. A little, I'm trying little, to low little baseball here. I, news I figured for it was your team. The you're
2: the you're the solo dolo host today. I thought maybe this would lift you up a little bit in uh, the baseball yeah, a, a role little, little
1: bit, a little bit, a little bit. Craig Council got a lot to do though for you and earn a respect burger for so. me uh, with the Chicago Cubs. We'll do the respect burgers. Uh, at one, we've already mentioned one recipient. I just couldn't, I couldn't help it. I had to let out. C.J. Stroud was yeah. that good uh, this weekend. We'll do that at one and much more. Are uh, you listening to J and J 92.9 FM?
0: Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy.
1: And our man, Howie, they'll help you celebrate those cherished moments, uh, engagements, anniversaries. Uh, but whatever the event, Howie's got you covered. Maybe it's a congratulations or an I love you or an I'm sorry gift that you need. Robert Irwin always has something you'll be proud to give. From 100 bucks to $100,000, they have got the perfect gift idea for all those special occasions. Stop in and experience the R.I.J. What? the Meant to Be Guaranteed, Buy your loose diamond, custom-made engagement ring from Robert Irwin Jewelers, and you'll have 365 days to return it. Diamond trade-up. When you decide it's time for that new diamond, right, you've, uh, you have you make a little more money. So you want to upgrade or Bring your original diamond back to Robert Irwin Jewelers. Pick out a new diamond, and you only pay the difference how we going to take care of you. Again, you get that free jewelry spa service for life. Your uh, wife's ring is going to absolutely love it. Uh, jewelry maintenance services. Stone tightening, buffing, polishing—they'll do all that for you. Your your ring is going to be in a spa. How he knows how to take care of it. Again, as we said, whatever the occasion, engagements, Merry Christmas ideas, because that's right around the corner. Get over to Robert Irwin Jewelers, Perkins Extended, Bartlett, South Haven, Little Rock, and online at rijewelers.com. Uh, have talked about it quite a bit. The action tonight is down at FedEx Forum. Memphis basketball and Penny Hardaway no longer doing it against the Lemoen Owens and Lanes, uh, but going to do it for real against Jackson State. It is good that the college basketball season is here. I will say that it usually takes me a while. Around Thanksgiving time, you start getting the Mauis in the battle for Atlanta. to get into college basketball mode. Remember, you just you know you you just watch Memphis football hold off U.S.F. Though. You just watched uh, Nick Saban uh, in the Crimson Tide uh, make a statement against LSU this week. You're still in college football playoff yeah. mode, and so the shift is always a little bit of a difficult one, and especially when it's happening on a Monday night. I will say the the expectation level that we had talked about that felt like. It would go up. It felt like it would be a shot in the arm in terms of expectations, excitement level around here. If on Friday you had gotten the news that DeAndre Williams was eligible, it's 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 not where it would have yeah. been. Uh, you are not ranked going into this season. Uh, realize, you know, you're you're anywhere from. 30s in the uh, the Ken Palm athlete, uh, you know, uh, analytics to Jay Billis has got you in the 40s uh, in his top 60. So there isn't the sort of preseason anticipation there had been, and yet, Brad, I go back to something mm-hmm. you say. There's a very good chance and if you look at, again, as we've discussed, Penny's first five years, the foundation that's here, sort of what he's learned, and now, more importantly, at the roster, I do think there's a chance, a very good chance, to have his best season here in year six. This is where it took off for Cal yep. uh, in a way that my gosh, if it if it was anything close to the elite eights, the back-to-backs that Cal did in year six and seven, if it's anything close to that for Penny Hardaway, you get that excitement right back. But listen, remember attendance went down last year. You played yeah. a, 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 a for the most part, by all accounts, a pretty solid the non conference schedule. Mm. Um, you know, you were you, you had Kendrick Davis on this team. The chemistry was good. This team was winning, uh, no question about it. Now again, you know, preseason rankings, uh rankings during the season, you know, that that, that you never made a top ten or top fifteen. Um but that, t- that that year last year was met with an attendance that and I think this is you know it's not just a Memphis issue. This is a college basketball sure. and a college athletics attendance issue. An attendance that's gone down. Yeah. And so you know, people want more. Yep. How do you get people excited? Penny Hardaway can only jack up the non-conference schedule so much. Uh, you know what I'm saying? In terms of what you'll bring in here. And, again, you've got some attractive dates on the schedule. Uh, I'm hopeful that very early on, take care of business tonight against Jackson State. We mentioned it, you're a 21-and-a-half point favorite. But that by Friday, with a chance to get a what would be a very good road win at Missouri, that maybe next week, you and Missouri are sort of in that same boat of others receiving votes, that maybe coming back here next week, 2-0, and mm-hmm. you'll find yourself in the rankings and some of uh, Brad that changing mm-hmm. over to college basketball season that sort of excitement uh, that we've usually seen around here with this program, that will start to come back because a good chance you could jump right into the rankings with two wins this week. Penny's time has been interesting because you pointed out how close it is to Calipari's time
2: and and we came out where we used to have the big madness. We had the big expectations and, the, you know, all the smoke. And then we would be in the top 25 preseason. And then you'd sort of fall off. You know, we obviously had some challenges through COVID. And, and then we'd end up not where we want to be. I kind of like the idea of being around 40 better than I like being 20. And I know I'd rather be 20, obviously. But for this reason, because... You know your your expectations aren't so high, and I always spend the first part of the season figuring out. Okay, I know what the Tigers have. Um, what what are we looking at around them from the teams they're going to play? You know, like Mississippi State. I'm looking at Billis's list, and then because I look in the 30s and the 40s ahead of them, and you look at a team like Mississippi State who's at 36, and they feel comparable to Memphis. Like I think Memphis could beat Mississippi State. I mean, they've got Tolu Smith. They've got. Uh, they actually have Jeffries back for his final season. Yeah.
1: How about that, DJ Jeffries back? How about that? Yep. Which feels like he's been is, playing is forever. Three or two. I think How many seasons for him at Mississippi State? This
2: is. This will be three. Three, because Jan's be had three. to talk him into right. playing a second one when he came in yeah, last be year. Third, his third season, and this man. is Jan's wow. second season with Jeffries. So it'd be third season for for Jeffries for DJ Jeffries at Mississippi State. So I think we're right there. I mean, I, I don't see why we couldn't be a team like that. Like, but I don't know what the Ohio States of the world have. Auburn's ranked thirtieth. And I really like this Billis column. It was really well thought out. I mean, he wrote a blurb on every single one of these sixty-eight teams. Has a blurb, so it, it's clearly taken some time.
1: When, when you bring in thirteen new players, like like Penny Hardaway, uh, uh, essentially is yep. uh, ten transfers, three pre- three freshmen, uh, as uh, Parthu Pajai over the Daily Memphian points out. You know, the they're, they're, you know, last year you remember that Kansas State team yeah. uh, had a ton of transfers in Tang's first season and was still able to. Uh, to, to make a deep run in the NCAA yeah. tournament. You're, you're hoping to sort of, you know, uh, uh, emulate what they did last year. Now, you don't typically see, though, a ton of teams with heavy transfer, uh, you know, turnover making yeah. deep runs in the tournament. So I think that's part of, you know, part of the reason why I do think, you know, it doesn't feel like there's this jacked-up level of excitement is because we still have, even with all this talent, so many questions about it and about how it comes together. Like I, I would yeah. tell you, I love what I've seen in from David Jones. Yeah, the two preseason games, and then what we got when when he was Overseas. playing against you, yeah, uh, uh, down in Puerto Rico, playing against you for the or mm-hmm. the Dominican Republic, playing against you. You you have to like what you've seen. Six six does it all. Um, 17 points, eight rebounds, five assists in the two exhibition games. He averaged, but how good he was from the floor, yeah. uh, 56.3% from the floor. Again, that's against lower level competition. Um, but what he can give you, I feel like, you know, I agree with Parth. We asked him last, I asked him last week who he thought, you know, without DeAndre Williams, we get that news Friday. He's not coming, but without DeAndre, the question is asked, who's the most important player on this Memphis team there's such a small sample size with just a couple of exhibition games. I I, I had leaned before talking with Parth last week towards Javon Quinterly because, again his role is not going to be one where you're asked to come in and average 20 points a game, 21 points a game, be a conference player of the year uh, like a Kendrick Davis type. You know, his role is literally going to be just be floor general. Kendrick had to do both of those things. Javon Quinley, the key is just be an assist guy. Uh, Set guys up like David Jones, Caleb Mills, uh, Jaquan Walton, be that guy. Mm -hmm. And and to me, uh, because you got such improved point guard play last year after years of it being so up and down, that feels like the key in a year where you're adding so many new paces, pieces, you've got to figure out a pecking order. Well, the guy with the ball in his hands is going to go a long way in terms mm-hmm. of figuring that out. So I could make a case for the fact that it's Javon. But I think Parth's right. And again, we'll find this out pretty early when you're playing uh, as big a game as Memphis is playing on Friday, I th- I think because Jones does so much or has the potential, we should say, yep. to do so much because you've only done an exhibition play, that he ends up being, again, the most important. Because if he's having to be leading score type, rebounder, and, oh, by the way, we've seen he can be a setup guy, yeah. that's a conference player of the year type resume uh, uh, if, if you are David Jones. So uh, I, I, I thought it was – I had come into this season expecting Javon Quinterly to be the most important player, but when we're all said and done, it may very well be David Jones. The thing I'm looking forward to seeing
2: this week when they play Jackson State, like tonight, is you actually aren't playing players that are six five and six six. You're playing six nine guys. Oh, they or, got size and length. Yeah. Know, Brad. So you're going to have like, a chance to see if they can shoot with that
1: kind of link with the jump shots. What What's crazy, and, and a good friend of mine sitting close, so if those exhibition games point out, you know, we we he went back to a word that Penny has used often, and sometimes has caused folks to roll eyes around here. Positionless basketball. Right. This team, because of its length, because it's a bunch of six, seven dudes that can play three, four different positions, can actually have the chance to do that. Yeah. And it looked a lot like that out there this preseason. Yeah. Like this might be That's the most, what I saw. This might be the closest thing yeah. to positionless basketball that Penny Hardaway's ever had, yep. and he's talked about that a lot. Uh, because you've got so many guys that are so interchangeable. again, David Jones could be a guy for you. He could play shooting guard for you. There's many shots he can <laughs> yeah. John's. Or you can shift him over to to Power forward yep. and play a small ball four like the role we expect him to be in. So you've got a lot of different pieces that could do a lot of different things. but the thing is you don't know about any of them at crunch time. Yeah. But right, when you've got here here's the concern, you've got guys that were taking the last shot in those games for their previous schools because they were the guy. Which one of them's taking it for this team when you're when you're uh, trying to hit the late one against Missouri on the road in game two? Right. So you we've got no idea. Is Javon Quinterly taking that shot? Is he trusting uh, uh, Jordan Brown down in the post who's calling for it? Is he giving it to Mills or Jaquan or David Jones who could all be the leading scorer on this team? So that so so we don't typically have that many questions. Mm-hmm. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance.
3: Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news.